Welcome everyone to the Finn Sports Football Podcast. It is Friday, guys. We are two days away from Miami Dolphins football. Miami Dolphins week 14 taking on the Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl reigning Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm not going to lie, guys, this is going to be the toughest games that the Dolphins play all year. I know we have four games coming up. Chiefs, Patriots, Raiders, Bills, all of them are going to be hard. All of them are going to be, you know, hard-fought battles. But, you know, let's make no mistake, this is going to be the hardest game. Um, (laughs) I was thinking every day before I do my podcast, I always go through my notes. I think about what I'm going to say. I always talk about, you know, I think about, Okay, what can I talk about on offense? What can I talk about on defense? What can I talk about on special teams? How do we match up? Um, I always try to take the history of coaching uh, into consideration. That's why with the Rams game, I picked the Dolphins to win. Um, I thought they would beat the Rams simply because Brian Flores, that coaching history against McVay. Um, But I'm not going to lie, guys. This game gave me a headache because when you just look at the amount of talent that is surrounded, um, or excuse me, if you look at the amount of talent in Kansas City, it's just, it's crazy. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how there's that many people under the cap that are that talented, but uh, it's going to be a very, very, very tough game. So without further ado, before we get into my offensive, defensive, and special teams breakdown, Let me first congratulate the Los Angeles Rams at completely annihilating the New England Patriots. Um, I I feel like I owe the Rams an apology. On my last podcast, I said you guys are going to lose to New England. I surely thought Belichick would put up more than three points. He would know how to stop Jared Goff and their offense. But they decided they wanted to run for 800 yards on the Patriots. So that's cool. Um, and I owe the Rams an apology. I do. Uh, while I don't think the Rams are that amazing of a team, I think the Patriots are just that bad. Or I shouldn't say that bad because it's going to be a hard game the Dolphins play against them next week. But I just think the matchup was just not in New England's favor. And I want to offer the Rams fans an apology because I was wrong. I'm here to admit it. I was wrong about that. You guys won that game. Uh, a fair win, a good win, a tough win against a team that you know, was the reason they didn't win a Super Bowl. So hats off to them. They won the game. Let's get into the Dolphins breakdown. Now, where do I start? Um, I think the first place, let's start on offense, because I usually always start on defense. Whenever I talk about matchups, I always talk about the defensive matchup. And then whenever I talk about the game that just happened, I always talk about our defensive performance. So let's flip things. Let's start on the offensive side of football. Now, if you guys have been listening to Brian Flores' post-game, or not post-game, just post-practice or pre-practice press conferences the whole entire week, he said something that I really want to reiterate on this podcast, and it's something that I wanted to talk about after, you know, looking at, you know, game film, looking at, you know, statistics. I understand that the focus with Kansas City is on their offense, right? You obviously have Patrick Mahomes. You have Tyreek Hill, you have Nicole Hardman, you have Sammy Watkins, you have Travis Kelsey, you have Le'Veon Bell, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the list goes on, Allen Robinson. Um, But their defense 
is 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 good. It's not like amazing, but it's a very good solid defense. And I think honestly, if there's a part in this game where we don't match up as well, it's our offense against their defense. Now our offense is averaging 25 points per game, um, and the Chiefs are allowing 21 points per game. Okay. So, obviously, Dolphins have the second-ranked scoring defense. I thought it was first. It's not. It's second. 17.7 points per game. Uh, so, 21 points per game isn't awful. Uh, it's definitely not, you know, amazing, but it's it's good. Uh, and that's the Chiefs defense. Let, let me just say this. From the games I've watched the Chiefs play, the Chiefs don't have anyone on their team that's a wow, except Tyron Matthew. Chris Jones, yeah, but he's he he gives you way less wow plays than like an Aaron Donald or um, I don't know TJ Watt or something like that. But they have just a solid, sound defense, and they're so good at confusing opposing quarterbacks. That's their strength. They're not known for getting after the quarterback. They're not known for having the greatest run defense. They're known for their ability to confuse opposing quarterbacks. Um, if you look at their rush defense, it's actually worse than the Dolphins uh, in run yards allowed. But their pass defense is better than the Dolphins. They allow um, 234 yards to our 253. So this defense kind of goes under the radar uh, because, you know, you look at their offense and you just look at the nightmare that that can cause. But their defense is very, very good. Um, as I said, it's not amazing. I think the Dolphins have a, a have a better defense, but the Chiefs' defense is definitely going to be one of the hardest we faced in the last. You know, I want to say the Chiefs' defense is probably going to be the hardest defense we've played since Denver. Um, or if you want to go back to the Rams game, those are probably that was probably the last time we faced a good defense like this. And so this is going to be a test. This is definitely going to be a test. Uh, to our offense, to Chan Gailey and his ability to, you know, maybe take the training wheels a little bit more off of Tua Tungavailoa. It's going to be a it's a test to Tua. Let's see if, hey, look, let's just call spade a spade. Tua is going to have to sling the ball across the field the entire game. I'm not saying he's going to have to have five touchdowns to win the game. But you're not going to get a performance from Tua like you did against the the Rams or the Chargers and expect to win the game. You're going to have to have a 2-3 to three touchdown performance from Tua, or if it's not a 2-3 to three touchdown, you're going to have to score points on offense. You're going to have to score points in this game. You're not going to win this game scoring less than, I'm going to say, if I'm being honest, you're not going to win the game scoring less than 28 points. Just me being completely honest. I know the Dolphins' defense is good, but Kansas City has gone against great defenses, and just it doesn't matter. Um, so I'm going to say if the Dolphins are able to put up, whether it's offense, defense, special teams, if they're not able to put up at least, I'm going to lower it a little. If they're not able to put up 24 to 28 points, they're not going to win the game. Um, I just I don't see Kansas City being limited to less than like 28 points. On offense, As much as our defense is great, I just don't see it happening. So this is going to be a huge test for this Dolphins offense against a good, underrated Kansas City defense. Like, okay, let's, let's see it happen. This game, in my opinion, is a more heightened version of the Arizona game. 
Now, if you remember the Arizona game, going into it, we said Arizona has a good defense. I think Kansas City's is better, but Arizona has a good underrated defense. It's kind of gone to crap the last, you know, five weeks, but they have a good underrated defense and Tua is going to have to score points because at the time, the, the Cardinals had the number one scoring offense. And so now we're going against an opponent in the Chiefs that scores 30.8 points per game on average. That's their average. Um, and so two is going to have to have that same mentality with Arizona. Hey, look, you're going to have to let it. You're going to have to let loose and you're going to have to throw the football at least 40 to 50 times. And Chan, unless their running game is like phenomenal, I could see that happening to where if we establish a good running game, which I'll talk about in my three keys to success for the offense and defense, I could see Tua not having to throw as much. But nothing makes me believe that this Dolphins team can run the ball effectively. We've seen us go against teams that don't have good run defenses and we're still not able to run the ball that well. So let's go into our my three keys to success. First is, as we just talked about, the running game. This is for offense. The Chiefs are giving up 132 yards per game. The Dolphins have to, have to, have to be able to run the ball. Because if you've looked over the course of history in the NFL, the only for sure way to be able to beat a powerhouse on offense like the Chiefs is to not allow them to get on the field. So for the Dolphins, I know everyone wants to talk about no huddle, you know, up-tempo, but let's look at the worst-case scenario for up-tempo, no huddle. Worst-case scenario, you throw three passes, you go three and out, and you just wasted about, like, 10 seconds of clock, that's it, maybe 15, and then you punt the ball off to, to Patrick Mahomes. The number one thing I would say that we need to be able to do is run the football. We need to be able to run the football effectively. That way that could set up the play action. That way it could take time off the clock. And that way we can allow Tua to feel more comfortable to where things are going to be more open in the passing game because they're worried about the run. Okay, so number one thing, and I shouldn't even say run game. I should really say you need to be able to control the clock. That's what I'll say. You need to be able to control the clock on offense. Number two thing is going to be third down and red zone. I know that's two things, but it really has to do with what happened in the previous two, three games. If you can't convert on third down against this Kansas City team, you're just going to give the ball back to them, like I talked about last time. And if you're not able to convert in the red zone, field goals are not going to make it in this game. You're not going to win this game. This isn't the Cincinnati Bengals. You're not going to be able to go to the red zone four times and kick three field goals. That can't happen. I expect that to be a big point of emphasis that the Dolphins addressed this week during practice. Because they know if you're not able to score touchdowns against the Chiefs, you're going to lose. Period. There's no you might lose, you could lose, you will lose. No ifs, ands, or buts. So if you're not able to convert on third down and you're not able to score in the red zone, we don't have a chance of winning this game. Because while our defense is good, and I'll talk about that in a little bit, our defense is not, you know, the 85 Bears. We're not able to just completely shut down a team that has lost one game in the last 13 months. 
I said this against Arizona. I said, you shouldn't be upset that we gave up 31 points. We won the game. And you also have to understand, like, they're a good team, too. So, yeah, we're a good team, but we made stops when it matters. That's what I expect in this game. Make stops when it matters, but you're not just going to completely shut down this this Kansas City team. You look at the two games where Tom Brady beat them. I think one of the games um, with the Patriots, they won 43-40. to 40, And then the other game, I want to say, was like 27-24, something like that. Point is, like, any time that a Belichick type of defense has gone against the Chiefs, they still score points. You just have to really basically outscore them. That happens by, you know, getting a new set of downs, converting on third down, and converting in the red zone. Put the pressure on the Chiefs. Don't put it on yourself. Because I trust Patrick Mahomes to handle that pressure better than our rookie quarterback. So try to get off to a fast start. Convert in third downs, get in the red zone, get touchdowns, put the pressure on them to feel the need to throw the football more and score and allow your defense to thrive off of that. Okay, now the third key to success on offense is Tua and Chan Gailey's chemistry. Now, we've seen in weeks past, um, you know, I I, want to say that I am not a Chan Gailey hater. I really like Chan Gailey. I think people who are down on him just don't know what they're talking about. Uh, He's basically taken a roster with no superstar on the offense, except maybe Devontae Parker, and has turned it into an offense that is winning us, not winning us games, but is, you know, it's, it's not completely awful. And I think Chan Gailey, his ability to do that while also trying to get a new quarterback adjusted to the NFL, calling plays for two different quarterbacks, Uh, not having any type of running game, losing wide receivers, three offensive rookies on the line. He's doing a phenomenal job. But I also think that sometimes his play calling is just a little suspect, not all the time, just sometimes. And I think this is the game where he has to just have complete trust in Tua and Tua has to have complete trust in himself and the play calling to where it's okay if you open it up a little more, I'll deliver Okay, because we've seen time and time again when Tua is able to have an empty backfield, able to see the field, where the pressure's coming from, he's able to, how do I say this? He's able to play faster, play smarter, and complete more passes. And he just looks better. He just looks better. You could see last week when they started going no huddle, up-tempo, empty back, they just looked better. And the reason why it helps a quarterback, if you don't know this, the reason it helps a quarterback address pressure is because usually when you have a running back in the backfield, you have an extra linebacker who's covering him in the box. And so you don't know, hey, are they in cover? Is that guy covering him man? Who's covering the running back? I have no idea. The pressure could be coming from some other area. If you're alone in the backfield, you know that there's only two options. Either they're about to blitz me, which they're showing me, or they are going to go back in coverage. They're not going to blitz me. Those are the only two things. So it's easier for a young quarterback to address blitz pressures, the Mike linebacker, when it's just him back there. Because no one's in the box to cover a running back. Whoever's covering the running back is covering him right now at the end of the field or in the slot, wherever he is. So that's my third key to success. Can Chan Gailey and Tua finally just 
mesh for an entire game like they did in Arizona? And can Chan Gailey call plays that Tua can succeed in? Can he kind of take the training wheels off? And can Tua play smart football given the plays that Chan Gailey is calling for him? Okay. Remind you, I, I remind you, Tua has not thrown an interception. I expect him to throw his first interception in this game. I've seen Tyron Matthew play. The dude is a, he just wreaks havoc all over the field. And so I expect Tua to make a couple of rookie mistakes in this game. He's made them in the past games. Uh, They just, the other team hasn't capitalized on them. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I don't want people thinking Anthony hates Tua. No, it's okay if Tua makes a rookie mistake, especially when he's going against a defense, as I said, that is very underrated, a defense with a superstar like Tyron Matthew on it. Um... I expect him to make a rookie mistake, okay? I expect him to throw his first interception, but, you know, I expect him hopefully to be able to not let that interception ruin the rest of the game for him. Okay, now let's move to the defensive side of the football. Defensively, um, it's, oh man, I just get a headache thinking about this game, okay? If If it were me, if I'm being completely honest, what I would do is I would have more personnel on the field that are able to cover than stop the run. Um, we saw in the Chargers game, there was actually a couple plays where the Dolphins had eight defensive backs on the field at once. They had eight defensive backs, including safeties. I count those as defensive backs. They had eight coverage defensive backs on the field. To cover the uh, Chargers wide receiving core, who is very good. Against the Chiefs, who are 10 times better, I expect the Dolphins to keep everything in front of them. Don't let the big play happen. Keep everything in front of them. Make them earn every single play, every single touchdown they get. Make them earn it. Don't just give up big plays here and there. And I expect... um, Here's the thing. I don't expect them to blitz a lot. I do not. Patrick Mahomes, it just completely annihilates teams against the blitz. It's not even close. Like, he is the best quarterback in the NFL against the blitz. So I don't expect the Dolphins to just run cover zero in this game because Tyreek Hill will just run past everyone. And Nicole Harbin. But Tyreek Hill will just run past everyone. Um... So I expect just overall grand scheme before we get into three keys to success... I expect them to run kind of disguised blitzes, you know, not so much press coverage. I expect them to not give up any plays over the top and let everything happen in front of them and let them earn everything they get. Now, as far as three keys to success, number one, first thing, most important, coverage. Okay. The coverage in this game. And I'm not saying man coverage. I'm not saying just completely like cover two, cover three, four, five, whatever you want to say. The coverage in general, just the ability for people to do their job, cover the field, make sure that no big plays are given up. The coverage in this game has to be spot on. Eric Rowe, who up to this point has given up at most 50 yards in one game to a tight end. That's the longest, that's the most um, receiving yards he gave up. And that was Hunter Henry in the Chargers game. 
I expect him to do as much as he can to slow down Travis Kelsey, who, by the way, right now has 1,114 receiving yards, eight touchdowns. That is absolutely insane. He's already over 1,000 as a tight end. Just to put that in perspective, Devontae Parker, who's our leading receiver, has 680. So this guy has about 300 more receiving yards, double the touchdowns, and it's the same amount of games. So one, Eric Rowe and the coverage has to be spot on. It has to be spot on. You can't give up big plays. You can't, you know, give up the -the over-the-top play to Tyreek Hill. Always have someone back there. Uh, I would have the fastest guy on the field back there. In my opinion, it would be either Bobby McCain or Brandon Jones. I would have them in the back as a, as a single high safety the entire time that basically just doubles Tyreek Hill wherever he goes. Whoever's breaking over the top, that's who's on him. Okay? So that's the first thing. Coverage in this game has to, has to, has to be spot on. Secondly... Secondly, be able to rush with four, okay? As I said before, you're not going to be able to blitz Patrick Mahomes. Just not going to happen. You can do disguised blitzes and probably bring more pressure, but you can't just cover zero blitz him like you were doing with Jared Goff, Kyler Murray. He's just going to annihilate you. He's simply going to annihilate you. And so you need to be able to rush with four. Um, that means that Wilkins, Agba, Davis, Sealer, Lawson, Van Ginkle, whoever it is rushing the quarterback, you need to be able to get there. And I expect Christian will, I'm, I'm expecting a lot from Wilkins, Davis, and Sealer because the interior of the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line is the only weak spot of their entire team. And so if you are able to get pressure up the middle, contain Patrick Mahomes, make him feel pressure, then you're good. I think that is very, very, very um, important because you need as many people back there to cover these wide receivers as you can, as many people as possible. Now, the third thing, kind of a, a, a weird little key to success that I think is going to be important. Okay, you're probably thinking it's going to be run the football or stop the run. Yes, that is true. That could be one of them. Um, I think the Dolphins stack up uh, favorably against the Chiefs. They're only rushing 110 yards per game. We're giving up 120, um, which not it's not only 120, but we've seen since Christian Wilkins got back, this run defense has gotten better. It has. It simply has gotten better since. The Ram or since the Broncos game, this this run defense has been getting better. So, yes, you need to stop the run, but I feel like that's really given every week. Like every single week, you need to be able to stop the run. You need to be able to run the ball and stop the run every single week. Doesn't even matter. But the third key to success, in my opinion, is get your hands up at the line of scrimmage. Okay. And the reason I say that is because at the beginning of the year, I saw this a lot. We were able to get our hands up at the line of scrimmage a lot, especially Wilkins and Agba. You need to give your um, secondary some room for cushion. So God forbid a Tyreek does come, you know, 
a flat across the middle of the field five yards out, you put your hands up, you bat the ball at the line of scrimmage. Not only does it possibly turn into an interception, but it just makes it an incomplete play. So even if the guy's wide open, put your hands up at the line of scrimmage. Don't always try to sack him. Yes, you want to sack him, but when you think he's about to throw, get your hands up, bat that ball down. Don't allow them to throw the football as much. And I know that's a very, very weird um, key to success, but I saw the impact it had early on in the season where there would be someone wide open, but the Dolphins would put their hands up and it was just an incomplete pass. Doesn't matter how wide open the guy is, it got batted at the line of scrimmage. And I can't tell you how important that is um, for our offense to, or for our defense, excuse me, to do that because. As I said, you're not going to be able to completely shut out this team. Excuse me. Patrick Mahomes has almost 4,000 yards throw uh, passing, 31 touchdowns and two interceptions. That's, I don't even, I feel like I'm reading a Madden stat right now. That's absolutely insane. And so you, you're not going to be able to completely shut them down in the secondary. You need to be able to find ways to slow them down, to stop them. And the number one thing I can think of is bat as many balls as you can at the line of scrimmage. Don't let them catch the ball. Don't let them, you know, have a completion. Don't let them make the big play. Put your hands up at the line of scrimmage if you're not going to be able to sack him. Get that ball on the ground or possibly tipped into an interception. Now, when it comes to special teams, I think the most simple way we can help our team on special teams is to win when it comes to field position. You know, if our offense isn't able to get the best drive going, be able to punt the ball and punt the ball and down them inside their own 10-yard line. Because similar to how I said, um, we need to be able to not give them any big plays over the top, give them everything underneath, make them work for it. Don't give them short fields. Don't give them short fields. Make them drive the ball as much as you can. Make them earn every single yard, every single first down, every single point they get. Don't just hand things to them. When you punt the ball, do as as good of a job as you can at downing them inside their own 10, maybe even their own 5 if you can. Matt Hawk is right now the number one AFC punter in the NFL. Um, And so... Show us. Show us that you can help this team with field position. On Jakeem Grant, uh, you know, I mean, I, I feel like the the simplest thing is just try to <laughs> try to return as many punts as you can for good yardage to give your offense good field position. And then Jason Sanders, just continue what you're doing. You know, hopefully we don't ask him to kick too many field goals in this game because I don't think that you're going to win that way. But if he is asked to kick a field goal, let's just hope that he continues on this amazing streak and uh, this amazing season that he's having. So to cap off, uh, we look at matchup predictor uh, chiefs right now, 76.3% of bets are favored towards Kansas city. Can't say I disagree with them at all. Um, They are, what is it? Let's see right now. I believe they're six point favorites. Um, It's not saying right here on ESPN where I always check, but I'm pretty sure they're six, six and a half point favorites. And honestly, some people are going to say that's disrespectful to the Dolphins. I don't think so at all. I think it, here's the thing. Let me just say this. I expect the Dolphins to lose this game. 
I don't want the Dolphins to lose this game. I want them to win. I hope they win. But if I'm betting my money, I'm going to say Chiefs are going to win this game. They have, they've lost one game in the last 13 months. They're just a better team at this point. They just won a Super Bowl, and they have the best player in the NFL as their quarterback. So I expect them to win this game. And if you're telling me the Dolphins lose this game, but it's by six points, let's just say a touchdown, okay, like, yeah, I'm upset the Dolphins lost, but I'll, I'll, I'm okay with that. If we lose this game and it's a close game, I can't be upset and say, oh, Dolphins suck. No, you came within a touchdown of, of playing the Chiefs and, and winning. And, you know, while, while I'm upset because there are no moral victories, it's not like if you lose by a certain amount of points, you actually win. No, it's still loss. But hell, if you can, you know, keep this game close, I'll be very, very happy with the Dolphins. Considering last year when we played a powerhouse offense, we lost 59 to 10 week one against the Ravens. So if we're able to keep this game close, I think we have a good chance of winning. Um, I think this game really comes down to if if Patrick Mahomes has the ball left, if it's a close game, if he has the ball last with like two minutes left on the game, it's over. But if you are able to keep the game close and get the ball at the end, you have a chance of winning. I don't think that the Dolphins are definitely going to lose this game. I wouldn't be surprised if I come on here Monday and we won because the Chiefs are just worried about the Saints, uh, which is next week. But I just, I'm not going to put my money or I'm not going to tell you guys confidently that I think the Dolphins are going to win this game. I don't. I'd be happy if they won. I'd be ecstatic. You'll see me on this podcast on Monday just jumping for joy, screaming at the top of my lungs. I might not even have a voice on Monday if that happens. But... (laughs) I just, I don't see us winning this game. And I don't think that's a bad thing. That's not me dishing on, you know, the Dolphins. The the Chiefs are the Super Bowl champs and they're most likely going to be the Super Bowl champs this year. It's okay if you don't beat them. It's not the end of the world. I hope they win. I hope they beat them. But it's, again, it's not the end of the world. Um, if you don't know this, the way for the Dolphins to get into the playoffs, four things, excuse me, four things have to happen. One of them already did. One, the Patriots have to lose. Okay. Two, the Raiders have to lose. Three, the Ravens have to lose. And four, you have to win two of your next four games. So the Patriots already lost a game. They're good. They're done. Now, if the Raiders lose one more game this season and the Dolphins, if the Raiders are able to, if the Raiders and Ravens lose one more game this season and the Dolphins win two of their next four, we're in the playoffs. And I told you guys about a month or two ago, actually about a month ago, I'm focusing more on how the Dolphins can make the playoffs, not win our division. Because in order for us to win our division, we basically have to, I mean, the Bills are one game ahead of us. The Bills would have to lose more games than we win in the next four games. And we'd have to beat them. And the Patriots would have to beat them. So it's just very, very slim. We're not going to win our division, most likely. But we can make the playoffs very easily. Well, not easily, but a lot higher of a chance we win. We get into the playoffs than win our division. Um, we just have to win two more games. So if we're able, for instance, if we can beat the Patriots and the Raiders, even if we lose to the Bills and the Chiefs, okay? I know I, I want the Dolphins to destroy the Bills, by the way. But even if we lose to the Bills and the Chiefs, the two best teams coming up, if we're able to beat the Raiders and the Patriots. This is the simplest way to put it. If we beat the Raiders and the Patriots 
and the Ravens lose another game this season, we make the playoffs. That's the simplest way to put it to you. Because the Patriots already lost a game. If the Raiders lose to us, that means they'll have lost a game. And the Ravens have to lose one more game. So if the Ravens lose one more game, if we beat the Patriots and the Raiders, we will make the playoffs. Um, And if we don't beat the Patriots, we just have to beat the Bills, which not just have to, but, you know, we have to win two of our next four games. One of them, if if we want to solidify ourselves as playoff contenders, one of them needs to be against the Raiders or the Bills. Because the Patriots, I hope we win next week. We should. After watching what they did against the Rams, we should beat them. But, like, no one's going to take you that that seriously if you beat the Patriots. If we want to solidify ourselves, we need to win against the Raiders or the Bills. And so, you know, this game is important. Very, very important. But just if we lose, don't be super, super upset like the whole entire world is collapsing. Uh, Again, I'll, I'll say one more time. We need to win two of our next four games. The Raiders need to lose a game and the Ravens need to lose a game. Patriots already lost a game. So the simplest way to win is you need to win against the Patriots and the Raiders, the Patriots and the Raiders and the Ravens need to lose another game. If those three things happen or those two things happen, we're in the playoffs. Dolphins will finish the season at least 10 and 6. We'll be in the playoffs, most likely the 6th or 7th seed depending on what happens. It could even be the fifth seed if other teams are doing poorly as well. Uh, could be the fifth seed. Who knows? But yeah, that. so I mean, it's interesting because we're getting into that time where we have to start talking playoff scenarios because you're in the playoff hunt. You know, this isn't September where, you know, it's we're, we're talking about playoffs, but we still got a lot of football to play. No, you're in the playoff hunt. And so it's not premature to talk about playoffs We need to win games. We need to focus on the now, but we also need to understand like these are the games we need to win. These are the teams that need to lose games. And these are scenarios in which we clinch a playoff spot. It's amazing that year two into a rebuild, we're talking about this in December. We're not talking about the draft. Well, some people are prematurely, but it's it's just simply amazing. It's simply amazing. We haven't talked about playoffs since 2016, and that was a fluke year. Everyone knew it, but nonetheless, Again, I'll say it one more time, just so people can remember. If the Dolph, the easiest way for the Dolphins to get into the playoffs is to win against the Patriots and the Raiders, and the Ravens need to lose one more game this season. If those two things happen, or three things, if you consider each game one thing, if those three things happen, we can beat those two teams, and the Ravens lose another game. The Dolphins, your Miami Dolphins, week year two in a rebuild will be in the playoffs once again hope you guys have a great day thanks for listening to the podcast stay safe enjoy the dolphins game on sunday and i'll see you guys on monday fins up